0: This podcast discusses difficult topics that may not be appropriate for all listeners. We are not doctors or therapists. None of our content should be construed as medical advice nor as a substitute for professional help. Names and other specific identifying details are often changed for the privacy and protection of our guests. Our guests' experiences are shared as they experienced them. Opinions may not reflect the opinions of Beck and Ella or this podcast. There will also be adult language used, lots of it. Listener discretion, strongly advised. Well, hello. Hello, Beck. How are you? I am good, Ella. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. Yeah. And to our uh, listeners, welcome back to our show. Speaking of our listeners, we are in 25 countries now. Ella just told me that, and I am once again beyond shocked and grateful. So thank you, everyone out there who is listening to us and helping us spread our message and hopefully we are reaching some people who are learning some things and maybe recognizing some things in their own lives or friends lives and have been able to use this to make an impact for the good so thank you so much for helping us spread the word we really appreciate it
1: yes we really do appreciate it thank you
0: how's your week been ella it's been good i went on a really cool
1: like tour of the bell witch cave here in tennessee which was real fun yeah and and creepy all kinds of cool creepy
0: yeah i've been there twice i think i've done the the tour twice and it's so cool Mm -hmm. um so fun i have not done it this close to halloween before which i think would make it just way cooler
1: absolutely and i also noticed and i want want to go back at nighttime. They have a lantern tour. Ooh, where you carry lanterns in the dark and go on the tour. And then they also have a haunted hayride. Nice. Yeah, we should uh, arrange that with the kiddos.
0: Yeah, that would be super cool. Yeah. For those listening, like totally a off topic trail. But if you ever have read anything or have not read anything about the Bell Witch, it is super fascinating. And I highly recommend it. I read a book a few years back, which is what prompted me to go visit the site. And it's like if you're into historical spooky, it is very, very cool. I'm a big history nerd and So I find anything that there's like really good historical data for that's also spooky or supernatural. It's really awesome when there's like documentation of that and to think about what that must have been like at that time. So just a side rabbit hole there to go down. But it's a fun one, especially this time of year.
1: Yeah, definitely. I have a theory about the Bell Witch. Oh, yeah. She was a spirit. She wasn't an actual human being. It was a spirit that was haunting the... the bell family
0: as far as we know yeah as
1: far as we know and i find it very fascinating that she made the lives of the husband and a few other the family members a living hell but the wife she adored and nurtured and brought nuts and berries for her and i, I have a theory that this this spirit was a lesbian <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's probably like one of your ancestors.
1: And, and while the girl on the tour was telling this story, I was dying inside I wanted to say it (laughs) so bad out loud and I didn't I kept it to myself because you know you know the people on the tour probably wouldn't have appreciated it yeah (laughs) I I thought it was really fascinating and I enjoyed it and I definitely want to go back at nighttime
0: yeah for sure that's awesome but yeah how was your week it was good it was plagued by a whole lot of technical trouble though between Mm -hmm. my actual job and the podcast it just seemed like anything that was Technological was not trying to work this week, which leads us into why we are spending extra time talking right now. That's very true. Um, we are at- <laughs> we had a technical problem with our episode this week. Mm-hmm. And our guest was brave enough and awesome to come tell us this horribly traumatic story. And um, our podcast platform had a technical issue and it did not record it. And as you can imagine, she was not super excited to go through it all a second time. Right. She's going to, she's going to in a couple of weeks, but she needed a couple of days to pro- more than a couple of days to process that as anyone would. Mm-hmm. It was even emotionally like exhausting for us. Not only was it difficult to listen to like what someone has gone through and you empathize, but. Mm-hmm. Adding in all of the technical problems made it take over four hours. Then I think we all just needed kind of like a ooh
1: Yeah. <laughs> we did.
0: <laughs> yes, we did. We did. So what we're going to do this week is we are actually going to replay our first episode. That episode only has, has very, very few listens. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling that most of you have not actually heard it. So we wanted to send that one back out and maybe grow the listenership to that one a little bit and kind of see where it started and how it's grown from there so we are going to do a replay this week and then we will have a fresh episode again next week that's right during the indigenous peoples week we initially had intended to take that week possibly off or do a rerun that week because of some travel but we are going to do it this way instead so if you haven't heard this episode i'm really excited for you to hear it it's a really good one we felt really good about it, it being our first time to ever try to actually record a podcast. And it really prompted us to keep going. And it helped us see our own value in it and what we're putting out to the world. So it's an episode we're really proud of. And because it has a really low amount of listeners, we thought that a lot of you would enjoy it too.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's about dating. And it's kind of has a lot of complexities in this particular relationship. Lisa dated a guy and he just had two different personalities in person and then online when she was texting him. So it's it's a very fascinating story and we highly recommend that you listen.
0: Yeah, and it actually has a pretty interesting follow up story too that. I don't know if we could. I don't want to spoil the episode for anyone, but we may give some notes about that. The episode has a whole lot to do with emails and email exchanges. Yes. And we have put those on our Patreon Mm -hmm. if you're interested in seeing all of the emails that our guest references and they're fun yeah sure to, to read through if they're not directed toward you i mean <laughs> wow the roller coaster this
1: guy goes on i mean it's it's like play by play going through i don't want to say crazy but i mean it's crazy it's like this ride where he's just like love bombing love bombing and then i hate you i hate you you're the worst person on the planet and then it just rides this wave of that all the way through so it's it's very interesting
0: Yeah. So we put those all on our Patreon if you want to check that out there. And I guess I will put a note about Patreon out as well. We finally got that going. We have some bonus content on there, some plans that we have. We are intending to send artwork out to one new patron every month. And that could be something really awesome from Ella or something that I tried really hard on. <laughs> <laughs> Say that you're, you're, I
1: can hear Pandora. She wants to be on the, on the podcast, <laughs> your, I don't know what it's called. Is it called? Pen, is it called needle point? No, it's
0: called, it's not needle point. How did I just space on my own craft? I don't know, but they're really good. It's not cross-stitch either. It's
1: no, cross Embroidery, that's what it embroidery, is. That's embroidery, that's it. it is so good. It's hand embroidery. It's very different than like a machine embroidery. And it, it is so good. She does a really good job. We're
0: also going to start adding probably some playlists on there. Yeah. As well as our outtakes. We're going to start every time I say, we'll cut that out. and You don't get to hear the funny or inappropriate things that... <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) that we say (laughs) are bloopers. (laughs) Um, I figure if people like us enough to actually like go to Patreon, they probably aren't this like overly sensitive type and they won't cancel us for some of the ridiculous things that we say and have to cut out because we think better of it. (laughs) So that could be fun too, but we would love to interact with you on there as well so we're trying to build a community not just a podcast so that seems like a good place to do it as i know that social media is very stressful for a lot of people and tends to devolve very quickly into something not fun so we're trying to keep a fun mm-hmm. space somewhere so join us there we would love to see you there
1: yeah it's a safe space so you know only the people that listen to this show are in there for you to have conversations with us and other other listeners awesome Yeah, we really want to build that out.
0: Well, without further ado, um, here is our first episode masquerading as our 15th episode. Hope you enjoy it. We would love to hear feedback too. Shoot us the email, send us a message on socials, connect with us on Patreon. We would love to see you at any of those places. Thank you so much. Enjoy the show. How are you, Lisa? Hi, I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: My name is Lisa. We've covered that a very busy single mom, part-time mom of my 12 year old daughter. I run my own business as a fitness professional and I absolutely love my work. I enjoy having a healthy, simple lifestyle. Um, I have my own house. I worked hard on over the last decade to make a sanctuary for myself and my daughter. Romantically, I have had terrible luck in love. I am twice divorced. I've had a lot of short-term relationships, lots of dating. I am 48 years old. I've always wanted a loving relationship, and I have a lot of love to give, but my experiences with men have been very disappointing. So, uh, and I guess that's
0: going to continue here. We're going to talk about the last disappointing one. So, uh, what? tell us about Trent. Where'd you meet? What's the story?
2: First, I'd like to say that I'd become kind of so disheartened at that point in my life, at this point in my life by dating that I'd given up and just said, forget it. I'm fine the way I am just running my business, raising my daughter. Um, I didn't really have time to go on dating apps or mess with any of that. And then out of the blue, one of my really good friends tells me that uh, someone that her husband works with had seen my picture on her Facebook and asked for an introduction to me. And I thought that was very interesting. And so they arranged a date. And looking back, this was all part of the allure because I, you've always heard those sentiments. Like you'll meet the right one when you're not looking and you'll meet the best people through friends. Right. And um, so I kind of had this feeling like, hey, this might this might be something good. Um, and we're, we're going to call him Trent. Because it's another douchey name that is very similar (laughs) to his real name. But his real name is even douchier than Trent. In fact, his real name was so
0: douchey, I didn't even want to go on a date with a guy. We don't want any uh, hate mail from Trent. That's your mom's fault, Trent. Trent. It
2: was a worse name, a worse name that starts with a T. Very popular name uh, between 1965 and 1969, I think. I don't gotcha. think anybody names their kids, mm. this, this name these days. But anyway, so I didn't even want to go out. I was like, why does his name have to be that? And then again, people would say, give him a chance. You can't judge a book by its cover. So right. I overlooked this name thing as I did many other things with Trent in the name of not being too judgmental, right? So Trent and I meet and we have a great start. Um, he was 10 years older than me. He earned great money, but he wasn't a workaholic. Um, His kids were grown. And all of these things are a plus for me. In middle age, a lot of people come with too much baggage in the form of like ex-wives, kids, financial issues. So I liked that we both seemed to be in a good place in our lives for a start. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was not very physically attractive to me. When I first met him, I was kind of a little upset with my friend because I now I could see why she didn't send me a picture. Um, when I walked in, like I saw him on the, on the back of the, from the back, all those rolls of flesh that bald heavy men get on the back of their neck. It's like a bulldog. It's cute <laughs> on a bulldog, but not on a man. <laughs> right. Um, I was just like, Oh no. And, um, but, you know, I sat down and he was so charming. He pulled my chair out for me. He looked me in the eye the whole time. My friends were kind of not carrying on a very good conversation. So he was like very attentive to me. And the nicer and funnier he was, the better looking he got. Like I can overlook a lot of physical stuff in order for somebody who's good on the inside.
0: And there's something to be said for that, I think. Like when you listen to people tell their stories about narcissists almost a hundred percent of the time it starts with i was not immediately physically attracted to them but then and it's like we try to write that off as like i don't want to be superficial or whatever but really it might just be our body like saying this is not a person for you you know and we a thought i've had because i've heard that so much in people telling their stories well, and
2: it's interesting to me, too, that when you think of a narcissist, right, it's about the the story is about this person that falls in love with his own reflection. So, right. and then I think we tend to think narcissists, oh, good looking. Mm-hmm. No, no, right. they they don't have to be. It's good not lady. always the case. Yeah, Trent, Trent was a perfect example of this. And I don't mean to be mean, but I mean, really, by all standards, he just was not somebody that I would look across the room and be like, he's cute. Sure. And also kind of look like he hadn't taken care of himself right over the years. Like this, and I lead a very healthy lifestyle and like he hadn't worked out, probably hadn't eaten right. A lot of different things like that, that I was just kind of like, well, so he's a bit of a fixer upper. Maybe I can inspire him with my healthy lifestyle. Sure. Trent was always a total gentleman in person. And we had all these wonderful dates. It's a holiday season. We meet right around Thanksgiving. So we have this fantastic Christmas, fantastic New Year's. I mean, wonderful, the most wonderful I've had in a really long time. And we felt very comfortable around each other. He did simple things like he had great manners. He's always on time. He's dressed nice for dates. And I know that sounds like you know simple things, but I've had my fair share of dates who don't even show up with a, like an iron shirt on. Much less bring flowers and pick up the check at dinner and get all the doors right. This is Trent. Yeah, and I'm watching him. You know, they always say narcissists are are mean to service people. That's a telltale. He was nice to everyone. He never broke character in front of me. He over tipped people. So that was not uh, a trait that he that he had. Um, stinginess and selfishness was not something that he ever showed me the chemistry and the sex were good he and we started meeting each other's people right i'm I'm introduced to his mom and i adored her and then you always think well somebody's getting pretty serious about me if they want me to meet their mom did
0: that happen quickly
2: yeah but it was a kind of around since we met in thanksgiving it was around christmas so it was a christmas event i met her at gotcha um, so that was kind of the slippery slope there. He wanted to go to dinner with my dad. And yes, looking back, I can see how he wanted to meet my daughter pretty quickly. Right. And usually I have a six, a six month rule. Like we have to at least date six months for you to ever even go to dinner with my daughter. and I. But in this scenario, again, sweet little Trent. Everybody says Trent's a great guy. Right. So I think we're safe.
0: That'll put you at ease for sure.
2: Um, Yeah. But, you know, my girlfriend did admit to me that they did not know Trent very well outside of work. They did not know him personally. So if it didn't come out, don't blame her. Now, she didn't know he was going to end up being a psycho right <laughs> so yeah looking back lots of love bombing dinners and gifts and over the top expressions of love and devotion like he would send me these long texts in the middle of the day that i i actually brought it up with him and teased him about it i called them his love sonnets lisa i will love you i will protect your heart you are my queen all of that stuff i'm i'm like you know just a hi how are you in the middle of the day would would suffice like He's like, oh God, is it annoying? I said, well, it's just, I just don't know what to make of it. Cause I'm, I'm on the floor training, somebody doing a workout and there's like a paragraph, you know, it's extra Too extra, yeah, very extra. And then he would just explain it off. He's like, I'm such a dork. I was an English major. So I just am a dork texter. Okay, whatever. So anyway, gifting lots of dinners, and this is hard for me because my love language is gifting. So it's very right. hard for me to tell when somebody's doing it to make me feel loved or if they're trying to manipulate me. And exactly. honestly, which one of us, especially if we've had the misery of a stingy, selfish partner in the past would stand up and say, no, I, don't, I won't go to this nice dinner. I will to accept this jewelry. I want to enjoy these flowers because you're up to no good.
0: Everyone likes that. Right. (laughs) Those things.
2: So he presented himself as a good guy who had always had bad luck in romance, just like me. And he was excited to meet his partner at this time in life. He thought he'd never find somebody. Right. That's my story, too. Everything was wonderful until the night texting started.
0: Night texting?
2: Night texting. At night, he would text things that sounded like something a drunken asshole at a bar would say it didn't sound like him at all. And then when I would confront him about it, he would say that he didn't remember sending the texts or deny that he was being shitty, as if I didn't have proof of it in my, in writing in my phone.
0: Interesting. Hmm. So it's like that's when his mask slipped, uh-huh. not in person. Uh huh. <laughs> so odd.
2: Like if you do that thing in person, you can maybe um, gaslight your make way out of it. Something, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Here, I know right. what I'm meeting. So the very first weird kind of texting thing that he started in with was sending me pictures of his exes or women he had dated before. What? Yeah he sent me a picture of his last girlfriend and i'm like why are you sending me this and he would say because we were talking about her last night and so i just you know i was telling you about her and i wanted to send you a picture of her so she knew she i was like that's not necessary you know and and I thought maybe like I think I talked to my therapist about it and she said, well, sometimes that's a way of people being more intimate with you, trying to be more intimate with you is sharing things. Now, maybe it didn't go over very well, but that's their way of saying, hey, here's a little part of me. This is part of my past. So
0: I feel like that's something a woman will ask for if she wants to see it. You know, like I always wanted to know what people's exes looks like so I can place it in my head. Like when certain stories, it helps me like know who we're talking about, but I would ask for that. I wouldn't have somebody just like, mm-hmm. here's my ex. Like that's it's weird to me. Weird. It's weird. Well,
2: it, like what looking back now, obviously I realize that as he objectifies women, they're, right. just, they're just objects. They're just objects. Uh, Decoration. Which is a, a narcissistic trait showing me showing me how hot his last girlfriend was whatever Mm -hmm. but then he would show them to me and i would say well she's pretty or something nice and he would say something negative about them Mm -hmm. so which is awesome and and honestly Beck, you said you said that you would ask for a picture what women do is we google we Google,
0: right (laughs) (laughs) right i ask i met we facebook stock and (laughs) lose figure it out
2: and then we never say anything because we don't want to sing weird. Is that right? <laughs> I looked her girlfriend up. I'm hotter. That's what I was really checking on was who's hotter. So
0: I want to so see wait. if she can use your, your, and your correctly, or if she's an idiot. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um. Uh.
2: Yes. So as time went on, he would also, you know, the dates go on, right? We're seeing each other maybe two or three times a week, always a good time, but ever so often at night, um, let's see, he would text about things that angered him that I did or said in person, like go on a multiple text rant about how I wronged him and then say something like, I feel I have to distance myself to protect because you're attacking me. Hmm. So like threats of abandonment. And the first time that this happened was right before Christmas during our first month of dating. And he, he ended a rant with don't ever call me again. That was the text. And so I question marked it in the morning and then he reached out and he's just like, oh, I didn't mean that. And I'm like, well, what's going on? And then he 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 said he had blamed it on alcohol. We had been drinking that night and he said he had more after I left and that he just kind of went off the deep end, which I'm like, mm, mm-mm, I am like i do not think this is gonna work for me.
0: Drunk yeah, words are don't. often sober thoughts. <laughs> you know, so like you're usually more honest when you're drinking. So mm-hmm. it's like you're letting, you're this shitty person is who you are not the person you're pretending to be when you're sober and have your wits about you
2: that and that is a good point becca yeah his inhibitions were down so he he actually is this crazy person he was showing you who he truly was Mm -hmm. but could only
1: do it behind the screen of the text
2: well he doesn't have to be there to see my reaction
0: Mm -hmm. or take any kind of accountability
2: Nice, nice. Trent would never do that in person. So he begs me for another chance, right? I almost just don't see him anymore after that because it's so weird. And he takes me to dinner and gives me this sob story about how his ex-girlfriend, well, we're gonna go back to ex-girlfriends now, degraded him all the time. And now he's just super sensitive to what he perceives as any kind of criticism, which is more red flags because if, someone that you're dating is blaming their behavior on a past relationship and they probably need to do some work on that. And right. I explain all this. We talk about all this. And I reiterated myself. I said, I've said over and over, it's communication. Like we're not going to be perfect. And in relationships, we all say and do things that might unintentionally hurt a partner, but adults talk about it in person. And we try to find a solution. You know, text is a terrible way to communicate, especially about disagreements. Yeah, he 100 say. He would agree, and he would go along with it. He would do a lot of the things that I asked him to do. I'm just like, you know, maybe you need to see a therapist. He got a therapist. He liked the therapist. He would tell me about what the insights the therapist had. So anyway, it goes on, Weird weird texting. He was obsessed about my sexual history so extreme jealousy
0: right another red flag he extreme insecurity uh, just like with the criticism it's like all indicative of extreme insecurity
2: i mean it's always done really like it it sounds blatant here but it's it snuck up on me in person because they are because he was so intoxicating right I'm I'm in this little, like, am I in love or what's happening here? So anyway, he always complained that his previous partners weren't sexual enough for him and that he always wanted a more sexual partner, but he always seemed really conflicted about my sexual confidence and openness with him. Like, I'm very secure in my sexuality and I enjoy sex a lot and I like to be playful and enjoy myself there's not like a script i follow in the bedroom like i switch positions you know i'm just i'm being sensual i'm being myself and i'm very confident in that in that realm as
0: it should be Mm
2: -hmm. he acted like anything out of the missionary position was bizarre like he would go out he would go along with it in the moment but i think that that was just him being secretly disgusted and waiting to text about it later.
0: So he he wanted his ex girlfriends to do more missionary. (laughs) That's what he means by, oh, sorry, like more sexual. You just want to do this one thing more. If I wanted to,
2: if I wanted to do a different position, he just seemed very hesitant about it.
0: That's so weird.
2: It's so weird. And I think it's because he hasn't had this kind of sex before that it's been very like this is how you do it you kiss and then you touch and then maybe you lay down and you do missionary and then that's it
1: yeah wow. he hasn't been exposed to not sexually anything other right what not
0: he, sexually the, experienced the
1: quote unquote norm um, vanilla
2: vanilla there we go vanilla later on what, later on he'll get <clears throat> me be- of acting like a porn star in bed, okay? No, the most I did was switch positions.
1: <laughs> You're such a porn
2: star. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like I asked them to spit on me and like, you know, call him daddy or something.
0: Yeah. And now that there's anything wrong with that, we're not cake shaming. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> to each their own. <laughs>
2: i just have never been with an adult man who's had a problem with the way i am in bed
1: right yeah um, he definitely had a lot of insecurities
2: so obsessed with who i obviously so in retrospect i realized this guy has a horror madonna sure thing going on where any woman who enjoys sex is not respectable and mm-hmm. and uh, i should have put on this whole nice girl thing Even though in the beginning, I said, I'd like to wait to have sex until we got to know each other more, because I felt like there was something really to this emotionally. And when I said, he said, well, like how long? I'm like, I don't know, maybe like an end of three months. He goes, I've never had to wait three months for sex before. Mm
0: -hmm. So there was no win with him. Right. Because it wasn't even about you. It's his own shit. Yeah. Yeah
2: so i asked him to come to the gym my gym with me and he texted one of the first things he texted was who did you fuck there
0: everyone yeah stupid Men questions and women. Stupid i answers. i them all
2: <laughs> the staff the janitor all the 700 members um that's me <laughs> <laughs> i just and I just I wanted to be a smart ass and I, sh- and, I and and I wish I would have come back and more angry and let him have it but I took the high road and I was like that is such an inappropriate question like it's none of his business what we do as adults with other adults in the past is no one's business 100% No it isn't yeah Sharing That's too right. much sexual history with part with new partners is usually a, no- a no-win situation
0: If you were throwing out your hip at the gym why would you want to bring him there correct you know, like I if you're- yeah i love that term back <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, that's what i would think i would think wow if she were not wanting me to come to this place with her then that's I that's when be- you'd feel that's why yeah. That's when you need to start questioning some things. So of course he doesn't, he doesn't understand any of this rationale. And eventually I just say, you're not coming there with me. Just forget the invite. And he's, and then he justifies it again with the excuse that his ex-wife cheated on him at the gym. So that's why he wanted to protect himself. Again, bringing more baggage. More. Into a current situation
1: that's unnecessary
2: again the drunken guy at the bar saying sexually off stuff like one night he texted to me I don't want someone who has sucked and a hundred cocks what's wrong with (laughs)
0: what's (laughs) wrong with that right like if you want to go
2: girl are you saying saying that I have right right dick I mean, I know I haven't had that much dick. And I I think this is when I get so frustrated, I finally just like, let me just quench this little argument that you're having right here. I haven't had 100, I'm 48 and I've had 20 or less. That was the wrong thing to say because he went all off on that. 20, I could never be with somebody that has 20. I'm like, then don't. You know, at this point, we're about three months into it and and these little bombs keep going off and i just guess i can't believe that this like grown 58 year old grandpa is texting this stuff like a
0: child clutching his pearls over 20 people that is not a high number number doesn't matter anyway but if we were going it does a number like that is far under average yeah way under average
2: at no point did his Slut shaming or whatever, which we haven't even gotten into the depth of it, right? That only starts after I dump it. But um, um, at no point am I, I'm just like, man, you just are not that experience. And I just think it'll get better in time. And I'm, and I'm, but I'm, I talk to a lot of people around me. I talk to my tribe, like my friends, my family, certain people that I work with, maybe certain clients, if something's going on, I talk about it. Maybe that's a bad trait. I don't know, but no, it's perfectly healthy. My, one of my friends said, Lisa, are you very, are you very, um, familiar with alcoholics? Because he sounds like he's an alcoholic or he's drinking and this makes sense to me i'm like that um i was like he admitted it that one night after we'd been partying together but here's the thing trent never drank a lot in front of me when we were out i was the drinker
0: because i was the himself one to drink 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 keep it
1: together. yeah he he didn't want to he didn't want to reveal that mat he didn't want to reveal his true self to you
0: so you I mean, so had to keep it together so I, to keep his I, wits together I, for all that hot missionary he was preparing for. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he needed to be able to perform in that missionary position later.
2: <laughs> but we <laughs> <you> are going to have a fit later. <laughs> like this is why I want you guys the emails and just take all the names and stuff out and publish the emails on your website so that people can read all of the all of these pearls. We absolutely you. will. Yeah, because it, I can't. There's no way that I can um, there that I can verbally express how, how bizarre it gets. But so I confront him, you know, are you drinking at night? And he denies and denies. And until so finally he admits, and I'm just like, why wouldn't you just admit this cause it's embarrassing. So I'm like, so you'd rather have me think that you're a crazy person than you have a little habit at night. Right? Like a lot of people have a drinking habit at night. He's like, well, you said alcoholic. And I said, well, if you're dependent on it and every night you come home, you have too many drinks to the point where it makes you hateful, then yeah, that's a form of alcoholism. Definitely. And you need help. Mm -hmm. Uh, and And then he says, but I'm not drinking a lot. I'm only having like one or two. It's never affected me like this before. So this is when my trainer brain goes in because I, work with a lot of pre-diabetic people who've had poor lifestyle over the years and they can't tolerate any alcohol. It messes with your blood sugar too much. And you'll have a diabetic reaction. Like the scene from steel magnolias when Shelby <laughs> has to drink her juice cause she loses her shit. Right. Um, cause her blood sugar is low. She's diabetic. Right. So I'm like, you need to go to the doctor. Okay. And get your, and get your, your blood sugar checked. So he does. And it checks out that he is pre-diabetic. She puts him on medication. He can't drink. Does it fix it? No. Mm-hmm. He just starts being more quiet with me at night. So now we're on a silent. Like I can't, I have to reach out for like a good night. Right. He's just not, not talking as much. And honestly, yeah, to to that's the mine. opposite
0: extreme, right? That's like an improvement.
2: <laughs> and yeah. Sometimes I would be aff- I told him, I said, sometimes I'm afraid to look at my phone. Like, cause I don't know this person that's in there. Right. So anyway, things go along because like most people in a new relationship, we just want things to last. And the good was still far outweighing the bad. And we had a beach trip planned together which we were both looking forward to. And this was another thing, a little tactic of his, is he was always planning trips down the road. Like we had three other trips, he had three other trips planned into next year for us. Um, Now he did admit to me that he enjoys travel. His mom enjoyed traveling too. We were going to go on a cruise with her. Cause she wanted us to go and help her. Cause she has a little bit of, um, problem. She has MS. So she has a problem like getting her walker around and stuff. So she wasn't totally feeble, but she wanted somebody along to keep her company and, and she was great. So that was going to be fun, but he was always giving me something else to look forward to, right? Like mm-hmm.
0: to keep you on the hook mm-hmm. carrot dangling. Yeah.
2: Yes. So we, um, the vacation was wonderful. Like, We never have an argument, it's great, it's easy, it feels comfortable, like we always feel in person with each other every time. We come back and the night after I go home, he starts in again with the texting, being shitty on text. And I'm like, why are you doing this after we've just had a wonderful five days together? Codependency. Like, I would leave and he he would lose his shit.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: So I finally get to the point where I'm just like, worn out what i don't realize is happening is my fight or flight is being triggered over and over and over again and i'm just in a cycle of being constantly like one day i feel giddy and in love and everything is fine and then the next day i'm feeling low because i'm feeling very unsure about this situation
0: there are tons of studies based on the premise that the reason it's so hard to leave toxic relationships, it activates the same place in your brain that a drug does. So like an addiction, Mm -hmm. because if it's bad all the time, it's easy to walk away from that. Or if it's good all the time, it's good. But it's the the roller coaster that becomes a cycle and an addiction because you're waiting for that next high or whatever. Mm -hmm. Very interesting stuff.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm noticing that like my sleep is off, right? So these are all things that just a person who lives a healthy lifestyle, like I'm realizing that I'm off yeah. and my clients are men- mentioning that my energy is off. I'm having some issues around that, right? Because energetically I have to be on for my clients when
0: they come mm-hmm.
2: in, right? There's no, I'm in a bad mood today. Let's work out. I, it's me. I'm
0: already in a bad mood because I'm working out. So <laughs> Need my Trainer to be in like an excellent <laughs> mood. Exactly. <laughs> you
1: need
2: to motivate my ass to pick up this way. Talking about some crazy shit your boyfriend texted you the night before. <laughs> Regaling
0: us was- with tales of this wild missionary. <laughs> Oh, the wild missionary there's a the an autobiography you. if i've ever heard one
1: my boyfriend has this sick move it's missionary <laughs> <laughs> it really gets me going
2: oh my god he was really good at oral sex that's one thing yeah, that, I would that, I, that i really do miss that's surprising i don't know i don't know what it was but he was very very good at that
0: that is a must
2: That'll look. help you
0: overlook a couple things too. Yeah, it
2: will. <laughs> <Sure> will. <laughs> I feel like that like head that, that he gave me just kind mean, of, I would think about it too. I'd be like, oh my God, that head! I just can't. So anyway, and I told, oh, this, that was another thing. I complimented him in bed on that one time, how good he was at it. All he heard was, how many other men have licked my pussy. Right. Yeah. He's the best. So there must be others. Right. And this will come out out later in a text or an email. He was focusing on the wrong thing.
0: Yeah. It should have been like, I'm actually a virgin. I know I have this daughter and I've been married twice, but I've actually never had any of the sex. (laughs) Like, I feel like he would have just bought it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a question. No, I wouldn't be a smart-ass like
2: that. I would say, you know, <laughs> we're bu- you're in your 50s and I'm in my 40s. Like, this isn't our first rodeo. Like, good luck finding a 48-year-old virgin. Like, you want somebody who enjoys sex and you like it, but it has to be just a certain way and proper. I mean, it's so one thing that I've learned, and we'll get on with the story here in a minute, but I, I do want your readers, if any of them are into reading more about this. There's a book my therapist gave me that, that shed light on the whole thing, and it's called, Why Does He Do That? And it's a, psycho, uh, a psychiatrist, psychologist, I don't know, um, who studied abusive men. And it's all about power and control. Yeah. I didn't understand that. I always thought maybe abusers were doing it to be mean, abusers had been abused themselves, that it's a psychological issue. No, it's a moral issue. They literally have no respect for another human being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that shed light on the whole thing. A lot of his behaviors, the missionary, the controlling, you know, I'm jealous, yada, yo. Anyway, so I the, the behavior just keeps repeating, right? We know the behavior now. And either he's a closet alcoholic, or he has terrible communication skills, or he's just crazy. All of them are deal breakers for me. I don't remember if I called him and broke up or if I did it in a text, but uh, I that broke up. That would have been off. poetic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I, so I left my phone in the car and I went out with friends because I just wanted some fun. I'm like, I don't want any chance of him texting me and disrupting me. I want to go blow off some steam and enjoy this night, It's early spring night, wonderful weather. Have lots of fun, great mood. I get back in and check my phone and there's about 20 separate short texts telling me that he told all of his friends, which by the way, I never met any of his friends, so I don't think he actually has any. Mm, um, yep. All of my sexual history, he said, I told my friends that you slept with 20 people and they all say you have no moral compass and you are a whore by all standards. Wow.
0: <clears throat>
2: <clears throat> which, you know. What does
1: that mean? What is a, what, what's a whore by all standards? What are the standards for a whore? Let's, let's get into this. (laughs) Here he goes again. I don't know. Standardized whore.
2: The standardized whore. Like there's a government agency that goes around and (laughs) does a test and standardizes you and says, you are a whore. You've been with 20 people. You're a whore. I mean, yeah. he he accuses me of so many things, like i he, um a gold digger. I'm like, if I were a gold digger, I'd be putting up with this shit and taking your vacations instead of dumping you. Right and at this point, I realize he's nuts, so I'm going to state facts. I'm going to be brief, and I'm going to ignore or try to ignore a lot of what he says because now he's going to go off the rails. Mm-hmm. I mean texts um every kind of slut shaming derogatory thing he can think of
0: and I really cannot wait until we as a society move away from all of this patriarchal puritanical bullshit. like there is nothing sex should be amoral you know like if you're a consenting an adult it has nothing to do with morals if you want to go out and have some hot missionary with 200 people, you should be able to do that and be proud about it and enjoy it, whatever. Yeah, I hate it, it's so annoying.
2: It is, and the and the book that I read talks a lot about how it, a lot of this abusiveness and controlling behavior comes from the patriarchy, right? Yes, yep. This idea that a man can own a woman. Mm-hmm. And I think that Trent really thought he could own me with his gifts and his money and his, and his vacations and offering me all of the stuff that he thought could buy me
1: yeah um, he definitely then, sounds like he has a lot of boomer mentality well, he did seem
2: to be older than 58 <clears throat> mentally and he would do things that were just like so he would say shame on you i'm like who says oh shame man really <laughs> <laughs> He took Bertie and I shopping. You didn't even have Bertie write me a thank you card after I took you guys shopping. I'm like, a thank you card? <laughs> what? He would come up with the idea like, oh, I want to take you and Bertie to dinner and let's go shopping and then act like we put him out. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, but he didn't set boundaries ab- around it. He said, Do you want to go in here? And if you're going to get your credit card out and tell me to go shopping, I'm going to make it swipe (laughs) faster than left swipes on guys holding fishes on Tinder. Yeah. And I asked him, I'm just like, what is this all for? And he's like, because I know it makes you happy. I want to see you happy. And I enjoy doing it. So, I mean, and then later act like I completely put him out. So he said, he said, it was so disrespectful the way you piled clothes on the counter. I'm like, that's the wrong word. English major advantageous is the word that you are looking
0: for. <laughs> you know, it's actually disrespectful calling somebody a standardized whore over text.
2: <laughs> yeah, he would call me out on all kinds of shit that he did, right. which is another trait.
0: The reflection yeah. of how he feels about himself. Uh-huh.
2: So, um, and he only heard what he wanted to hear. Like, even on the beach, and like he accuses me of being a narcissist, okay, that I'm full of myself based on this. We're on the beach in Turks and Caicos, and I look around and I say, wow, I'm really surprised that I still have one of the better physiques here. I thought there would be like some 24 year old hotties bouncing around in their string bikinis. right? And I'm like, and here I am 48 and still looking pretty good in my bikini. All he heard was, I'm the best looking person on this beach.
0: Right. And you should be proud of that. You've put a lot of work into that. You've been intentional about taking care of yourself. Definitely. Yes. And, Something and to celebrate. I
2: never go around, I never go around saying things like that. look at me no that's not what it said moron so we'll go back it was let's see so anyway he keeps on coming with the text and then i block him of course and then he comes in my fucking email and social media right come in the back door mm-hmm. so he pops in on. no my he doesn't feet. do that
0: only missionary
2: only missionary he never no coming in the back door <laughs> any attention to my professional instagram account okay never looked at it the one time that he did look at it and he saw one of my fitness pictures on there he goes wow i wonder how many guys jerked off to that
0: Ugh. yeah hopefully a lot i'm like excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not very good at my job if I Hopefully can't listen. Some like people improbable. jerk it off over my picture. <laughs> Hopefully, they liked and followed Trent. I don't think Trent would like me very much.
2: No, but <laughs> answers. Hopefully, a lot.
0: It's <laughs> the business here I'm trying to promote myself. And, he would
2: be, and this is what he would DM. Hey, whore.
0: <laughs> hey, how you doing?
2: Wow. So blocked in there, then he comes in my emails and they go to like this harassment folder that uh, I set up, but I can't help but go in there and look because at this point I'm creeped out. Like this goes on for two months. He's in my, my email talking to himself. Wow. I'm not responding but he'll send me like 10 to 20 emails at a time that's like 12:30 in the morning on a monday when the rest mm-hmm. of the working world is asleep he's up obsessing and not yeah. sleeping which is creepy sending me emails that are in the forms of texts like they're short mm-hmm. they're not long paragraphs like a normal email one said hey slut um, I want my jewelry back, and if you don't give it back, I'm gonna. Or wait, wait. I got. I gotta go back. I gotta tell you about all the things that he said about my uh, vagina. Um, <laughs> what? He started attacking my body. My um, um, my. You're so proud of your tits, but I've seen better. Um, I'd be embarrassed to take you to an event because you'd be having your tits pop out. The mm-hmm. one work event he took.
0: Me I'm to embarrassed to, of your neck popping out, and I don't say that to you. <laughs>
2: But I just, I just hold all that in. I just don't say that because it might hurt your feelings. Yeah. Right. right. Um, the one outfit that I wore to a work event with him, I was a turtleneck. That's how cons- like the most conservative shirt top you can wear. So it's ridiculous. Um, your pussy is as big as the Grand Canyon.
0: What? Like the actual Grand Canyon?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Have she
0: ever thought that maybe his dick is too small?
2: Yeah. I mean, that's what I, I, I wanted to say. I want, and these are things I don't respond. I'm not responding to him because if you respond to him, it gives them, right? Awesome. Oh,
0: yeah. And it
1: just gives them fuel. That's, that, yeah. that's really what they want. Yeah. They're they want to throw everything at you to get a, a rise out of you because that's what they're
2: drunk on. They want your control, your emotions. They want to know that they took up a little part of your day. Yep. And he would say that too. I would just say, I was just like, he, he would say, I didn't know that you read that. I'm like, can we all disagree that if you hit send on an email or a text that the, there's a very, the likelihood is high that that person's going to read it? Yeah, right? we can all agree on that. Like get a journal and write this shit in and then burn it. Don't let anybody see it because it's pretty awful. Right. Um, your pussy is so wide from all the guys pounding in it all my 20 guys
0: and like that's not not that it matters but like that's not even how the female body works (laughs) no like your vagina does not get bigger based on how many dicks you have had in there Mm -mm. (laughs) for everyone at home (laughs) (laughs) clear that up (laughs) the
1: vagina is pretty amazing and can fit a baby out of it and is made to be very elastic. I mean that's so. where I keep
0: all my snacks and treasure. You know?
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my god. For those of you at home, I don't actually keep snacks and or treasure in my vagina.
1: No, those go in your cleavage. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my God. Uh, it's just ridiculous though. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, so should,
1: juvenile. It's very it, juvenile and he's uh, just trying to tear you down and like you see, said before you know, take some know, space with in your the brain vagina
2: stuff, with the vagina stuff. And then and then I was just like lawyers, okay, well you get your lawyers to get your measly jewelry back and I'll get mine to sue you for vaginal defamation. <laughs>
0: I had perfect five star reviews on this thing until you. <laughs> so anyway,
2: um, I try to ignore the emails, but it's really hard to ignore it because I'm, I'm wanting to see the train wreck a little bit. And I'm also wanting to see if he escalates because yeah. I'm worried to like let my cat out. Of it. I'm kind of looking over my shoulder like, is he going to show up? And he did he had he didn't show up but he he had three dozen long stem red roses delivered to my job Mm. with some card that said how much he and his dog missed me and so i did take a picture of those and i sent it to him and i said i got your flowers there's a rose here for every time you called me a whore right yeah that so that didn't go over so he continues to email i make a police report And like two months later, an investigator actually calls me back one morning. And I was just thinking nobody was going to call me back that they don't take this kind of cyberbullying seriously, but they do. Good. That's awesome. My police department did anyway. That's awesome. I don't know if we can share the story of the officer
0: and his name or not. We sure can. And if we have to cut it out, we will.
2: Well, so the investigator, I couldn't have asked for a better person to approach Trent about the situation because this guy, he calls me and he's got this heavy Northeastern accent, right? He sounds like he's from NYPD Blue. And he's like, good morning, is this Lisa? And I'm like, yeah, this this is. He's like, this is Michael Palmieri with the Mission Police Department. (laughs) How are you today? And I'm like, "I'm good. And he's like, I'm sorry, it's taken me two months to get back. I'm like, okay. He's just like, is this Trent still emailing you? And I said, yeah. He's like, how many emails are there? And I went 200 and he just laughed. He said, well, I don't need all 200, but send me one or two. And then I got his contact here. I'm going to give him a call and I'm going to tell him that he made some very poor choice. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> you want me to charge him with harassment? And I said, no, because I don't want to go to court. I don't want to see him again. I just, I think this will scare him enough. He's like, well, if he contacts you after today, you let me know. You call me at this number. And because if he tries to reach out to you after today, that means he didn't listen to me. And if he doesn't listen to me, I'm going to show up at his job with a couple of offices. And they don't like it when you show up to the job. And I'm like, no, they don't. Mm -hmm. He especially wouldn't like that. So the email stopped and Mm I felt um vindicated like protected and i told michael nice. palmieri that, god bless michael
0: palmieri thanks michael That's really awesome that they did that because a lot of women have a hard time getting anybody to do anything to help yeah, yeah. yeah it's that was good on mike thanks mike so my um big question then is are you going to start a rock band called Standardized Horror? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's an excellent opportunity.
2: Punk. Punk band.
0: Punk, absolutely. <laughs>
2: Hell yeah. And the name of our album will be Throw the hit.
0: <laughs> On the missionary tour. It's <laughs> oh, great. You heard it here, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody listening will
2: start a band called Standardized Whore.
0: And we have this proof that it was our idea.
2: Yes. Or and then I'm going to send you the email. There's going to be a ton of shit that people can go out and see these emails and 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 pull a bunch of hilarious stuff from it because it's, it's unreal.
1: Yeah, we'll add that to our Patreon for sure for folks so a little extra to see this kind of stuff
2: um one thing that i want to say to the listeners that i guess i didn't realize is like this is a real form of 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 manipulation the fact that they have access to like text and email and social media are just new tools for Mm -hmm. somebody to to manipulate you with and it's even easier for them because they don't have to be in person. Like that's what I didn't understand was why was it coming in in a text and he wouldn't talk about it in person. And also that we have access to the internet and we're learning all this stuff about narcissists and gaslighting and love bombing and all of that. But so do they, they're Mm -hmm. reading all this stuff and they're getting smarter about the ways that they manipulate.
0: Absolutely. That's why I feel like platforms like this are so important to share those stories so other people can hear it and maybe save themselves before something horrible happens, or they can recognize it at the beginning of a relationship or just spread the awareness. Mm-hmm.
2: I think it's one thing to, and you're right, I think it's one thing to read about informative information about what all this is, you know, like WebMD or whatever, psychology today, but to hear an actual account, um, or even just living through it, it's like so, like you said, intoxicating. Like his emails, when you read them, I saw him go through the abuse cycle like several times where he would rip me down And then he would send me like five or six really nice emails and say, I love you. I loved you and your daughter. I was excited about our future together. All this stuff. I didn't mean to say all that and then go right back into ripping me down again the next day.
0: Yep. That keeps you in that cycle.
2: And I just sat there and watched it. And if I were in person, it would have been really hard to say, "Mm -mm, no, that's why they say, you know boundaries like brick walls with these people i'm not talking like i gave him a little push push back like don't i don't like it this is weird behavior but he always had an excuse or reason or whatever
0: well and they they pick people who have great ability to reason and to empathize and to understand and to be able to say like I see that you have a past trauma around this and i want to help you work through it like that you have to be an empathetic person to attract people like that you know like it's a it's a good quality that pulls those people in mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> yeah he kept Definitely. saying that towards the end too i need your help lisa i need your help i'm like you don't need my help motherfucker. you need a therapist mm-hmm. and aa probably right I'm not here
0: to help you. So I think women, especially, it's a big overgeneralization, but I need help is a very hard thing for most women to walk away from. At least it always has been for me. It makes me feel very guilty because we've been programmed to protect and to nurture and to fix Mm -hmm. when it's not our bullshit to fix. Fix yourself, show up healed not dealing yeah. with
2: it. I think Trent Trent saw my picture on Facebook. My friend posted on my birthday. And I think what he did was saw a pretty girl and went for her. Right. Mm-hmm. this is an update. So it's been like month, a, a few weeks since I've, the emails have stopped.
0: Oh, this was this recent. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. didn't realize that. I thought this was just, like a long time ago.
2: Just no, no. I'm just now coming out of the eye of this hurricane.
0: Wow, okay. Uh,
2: and I processed it quickly, I think, because I was keen to what was going on. Like, this gotcha. isn't the first time I've been love-bombed before. Right. And and I I, I I was in control of the situation the entire time. Now, even though it took its toll on me, right, I still was aware that something's not right. I shouldn't be feeling this way four months into a relationship. No matter matter what he's showing me in person or telling me in words or buying me or whatever, this other thing is just not right. So the story goes on a little bit after he quits emailing me. I get this DM on Facebook, which is really strange because... A, I don't get many DMs on Facebook and B, it's from a woman I haven't talked to in probably two or three years that I worked with formerly. And she was a mutual friend of Trent and mine on Facebook. And she reached out out of the blue to to ask me if I was still dating him. And I'm like, why? And hi, how are you? I haven't talked to you in a long time. She's like, well, because he reached out to me and asked me to go for a cocktail out of the blue. She's like, I don't I barely know him. We we know each we're acquaintances from a, an event a long time ago. So oh, wow. he was either trying to get to me through her or trying to get a date with her to get back at me. I have no idea, but it was another weird thing since he's blocked on all my other medias that he would try that. And then another thing was I did a background check on him on the internet, like one of those people searches that you pay $35 for. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't necessarily any like criminal stuff, but he had an extra spouse I didn't know about. Wow. He, he told me about two of his ex wives, why he would leave the third one out was interesting to me. So, of course, I Googled her like we do.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And yeah, uh, wrap. you're like, hmm. <laughs> and I find her, and she's a successful businesswoman and she donates um, her time mentoring uh business women who have been in abusive relationships
0: ah interesting there it is
2: in fact all of his girlfriends that he loved to tell me about i googled all of them and they all on their facebooks or web pages or whatever also donate time and money to abused women or shelters in some way shape or form so connect the dots
0: so he should really be like it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I think his, he is the common denominator. That. Well, will- I'm,
2: I mean, I think some people might listen to this story and be like, well, so what? He was a jerk that harassed you in email. But I mean, I think it was indicative of a far more dangerous situation. So that's what I want people to hear is not to take that stuff lightly. Absolutely. And maybe get a background check on people. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to be yeah. one of those girls that's like that now that's just like, before I get, go on a date, background check.
0: Yeah, you can't be too careful anymore. Uh, and anybody that would have a problem with you doing a background check is a red flag, like on its own. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, definitely. If they don't have anything to hide, they shouldn't have an issue with you doing a background check.
0: Well, they don't even have to know, and vice right. Versa. Well, that's true too. Yeah. The internet. But even if they did, they shouldn't yeah. have a problem with that,
2: right? I, I mean, I wouldn't might, have they, look, with them. they might look at it a little bit sideways, like if somebody you know came off to me and said, "I'm going to do a background check before I date you." I'm just not going to tell them. Another thing that I wanted to mention was um, going through something. i going through something like this. I found a trauma therapist, and it's been really helpful in dealing with this particular situation because I didn't want to talk it out with a regular therapist, didn't need to. I just wanted, um, what, what I mentioned before, I think was that it disrupted my sleep pattern and I was stressed out all the time and feeling scared and looking over my shoulder and that's trauma. So there's a thing called the stress cycle that I don't know if I talked about, but trauma therapists are experts in dealing with that because I couldn't, physically do you know protect myself or do the things that I would want to do to him because it would land me jail time right to protect myself then a trauma therapist help help me deal with that in a healthy way so if you experience this kind of narcissistic abuse it's really important that you go and get some trauma therapy
1: definitely that's great that you found that and it's helping and that's great advice thank you
2: and that's pretty much it. i have pretty, I'm, I'm, the part of doing this is my closure on it. Um, I believe that if you talk about things, it just perpetuates the negativity. So I hope this helps some people. And then I don't ever want to talk about it again.
0: Yeah. We appreciate you doing it. I know it takes a lot of energy and emotional currency to rehash painful things, but I guarantee it will help someone. Good.
2: Yes. Well, thanks for having me, and, and it's good of you guys to be doing this podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much, Thank Lisa. You.
1: Thank you for listening. We appreciate it so much. If you want to support our show further, you can share our podcast with your friends. Follow us on our socials at pod or sign up for our Patreon to help keep the show going with a donation. Or you can become a patron for exclusive access to bonus content and interact with us and other loyal listeners on our feed. Meanwhile, if you liked what you heard today, please leave us a positive review. If you didn't, no worries, move on about your day. If you wanna share your story on our show, please visit our website at ngcompod.com to fill out the contact us form. Thanks again for listening.